Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We're going back to Oklahoma with Corey and Haley. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Corey and Haley can testify to the faithfulness of our Elohim. They have more to share about their walk, so let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. And the Bible is all about Yeshua, mm-hmm. our Messiah. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpill.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Germany and Georgia. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach ministry of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Please stay tuned after this episode for an exciting announcement from B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Okay, Mama. Let's pick up where we left off with Corey and Haley. They are a beautiful family with four daughters and six sons. Everyone was around having a great time while we were talking, and those burgers were really smelling good. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tim, let's roll that tape. Already breaking down, mm-hmm. and I think God kind of laid these things on our heart and kind of some other sets of personal circumstances that just everything kind of happened as it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh in hindsight, we ended up exactly where we were supposed to be, exactly when we were supposed to be there. And mm-hmm. so I, it, at the time, um, it was like I was off on a maternity leave. That was his only source of income um, for the church to, you know, let him go or terminate him or whatever during that time. It was so hurtful. Those were supposed to be my brothers and sisters in Christ, and nobody was checking on us. Nobody was worried about us. Mm-hmm. Nobody, and it was like, what are you going to do? And it was like... Two days later, he got a job offer, making even more money. A couple of months later, we're looking at houses in Oklahoma, which was a dream of ours for a long time. And it was like, as soon as we took that, because we were given ultimatums, basically like fall in line with some things or you're terminated. And he wrote a letter explaining that we were going to accept the termination. And as soon as we did that, it was like, God just started opening one door after another. And it was like, okay. We did the right thing. He didn't want us there. That's not where we were supposed to be. So what do you have for us? And then when we were first in Oklahoma, it was a little bit um, of a lost feeling, not having a congregation, not knowing where to start, not knowing anybody. And I mean, I firmly believe that the Lord put Judith in our life. Mm -hmm. I prayed and prayed over who is supposed to deliver this baby. Who am I? And it, it was a divine intervention that she was put in our path and shared her testimony and allowed the Lord to work through her and yeah, I'm wondering how you met Judith I get the sense <laughs> there's a story there I mean it's not a impressive story but I I knew I wanted a midwife I've had some home births and so looking online at the different options um, asking at work if anybody else had used midwives I got a handful of suggestions some of them were pretty close to our house some of them were more financially affordable and I just didn't feel peaceful about any of them and so I kept googling and googling and I kept coming across Judith's and I went to my husband and I said this sounds crazy this is significantly more of an investment than any of the other ones she's like an hour further away 
than anybody else we've looked at. And I feel like this is the person. This is the only one that gives me like peace. Like I just felt good about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, then call her. And I called her and within a couple minutes of talking to her, I was like, she was 100% on board with any of my questions, any of my concerns, like all the things that I had said I wanted. It was like, check, 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 check. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so it's supposed to be. And so it was a very just client patient relationship at first. And a few visits in, I told my husband, I was like, she's wearing a Star of David necklace. <laughs> and he was like, and? And so I, I mentioned hmm. something to her one day. She was like, uh-huh. I said, we've kind of started to try to keep some feasts and study the Old Testament. We're not really good at it. We don't really know what we're doing. And I think that just opened that door for her mm -hmm. to be like, well, I've been going to Sukkot for 20-something years. And mm -hmm. she had been in the Messianic movement for a very long time shared her testimony, and then through my labor, just really let the Lord speak, and wow. here we are. Wow, well, we did meet Judith, and she's she's a powerful lady, Isn't as you she? know. Oh, very much so. We love her. She's become like family. Yes. Yeah. In fact, um, this is your first cook with the whole family, right? Yes, so he and I came with Judith last year. Um, she had actually just delivered the baby, so he was only two months old at the time so Corey and I and the baby came just for the weekend mm -hmm. and it was like we weren't even out of camp yet and we were kind of quiet and we were finally like how do we get the whole family here next year mm -hmm. and so it's just been a year of working towards how do we get the family here and well, I must every, say you've done an impressive job at getting we here have I'm, not. I'm looking at the complex. the Lord has done it's every bit sweet. of it every time there was a what are we gonna do tents showed up on our doorstep that Judith was just so happy we were coming that she gifted us with tents. His uncle called and said, hey, instead of a cash bonus, would you like a Blackstone to cook on while you're camping? Hey, mm -hmm. every time there was a need that it was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get our whole family there? Oh yeah, we have a 10 by 20 tent out in our barn. Do you guys want to, it was, right. just, it was the Lord every the step giant, of the way. The giant canopy my mother put up 16 years ago for her wedding and hadn't touched it since. It had been sitting in storage since then. And, mm. um, I've yeah, I all of that, all of that everything here came. God, I, I don't. Yeah, it just kind of showed up on the doorstep. Really, wow, very, that's, a, that's amazing. Very literally, that's it, the father. It yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Amazon can't do that. No, no. no. <laughs> Every time we questioned, like, are we? Because we've never even like camped in our married life. So for the I first time <laughs> that we were gonna go camping to be camping with me pregnant with nine kids no electricity everybody was like you guys don't even camp like you're not camping people what are you gonna do and when we would start to question it was like god would answer one more thing yeah. one more thing we were like okay he did not to. let we us just have to listen here. we just have not to listen all. we didn't try to get out of coming here but he he provided he reminded every, us every often step. that that is where we were going to go and yes. that is what he was going to do i imagine there's a lot of listeners who are hearing your story and thinking you know what um I need to do a better job at trusting in the Father. You know, um, many believers like to see the path, and you know, mm -hmm. I need to know A to Z, mm -hmm. or Aleph to Toph, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it doesn't sound like that's the way you all do it. We never have. And I mean, I said earlier that like, the first area of our life God asked us to turn over to Him was our reproduction. And every time that we have found out we were expecting a child, there was some kind of life circumstance or financial situation that everybody in our life would be like you guys are crazy mm -hmm. 
you know what causes this. Like, you've got to be more responsible. There's no way you guys can do another kid right now. Responsible? And then, oh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, we're <laughs> supposed to trust God. That's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. thought we were crazy. And it would be like, oh, my God. Like, there, there was one occasion that our, our van, our family van, had gotten repossessed. And we found out, like, two weeks later that we were pregnant again. And I was like, we just lost our van. How are we going to have another child? My mom's friend just randomly was in prayer one day and felt it on her heart that we needed X amount of money. We got our van um, back. The loan caught up. Everything was taken care of. She said she didn't want any of it back. It was not a loan. She was just in prayer one day and felt Mm -hmm. like this was the amount of money that we needed. Mm -hmm. And so we cried and thanked the Lord, and it was a blessing. And I went to work maybe... I don't know, a handful of days later, and I worked the midnight shift. I had a call from my manager, which at like one or two o'clock in the morning is always like, why is my manager calling me? She was like, hey, I don't think anybody had reached out to you yet because of the holiday weekend, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to let you know that on your next check, you should see like an $11 an hour raise go into effect. An $11 an hour? What? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was some crazy number like that. It was like, what? And so we had that occurrence. We had one of our pregnancies that our van had broken down we needed like a $62 part. We had no idea where we were going to come up with $62. Just It was just one of those times we were struggling. We didn't know where it was going to come from. And a guy named and, Bill uh, at church yeah. just met us on the parking lot and said, God told me to give said, you $62. He, he um, called him and said, I need to have a meeting with you. Can you come meet me at the church right now? I was like, right now? Right this second? And so we go and he was like, I was praying today and I just, I, I heard your name and I don't know why this number, but I was supposed to write a check for this amount. I don't know what you need, but here it is. And so every time that we have done a big crazy leap of faith thing or trusted the Lord with something, he has shown us that if you trust me, I will provide. Yeah. I will always be there. So we have just learned that we don't make stuff happen out of our own power. We mm-hmm. can't make enough money, make enough good decisions. We can't do it. So. We just let him be in charge because it's always better than what we planned anyway. Amen. Amen. I'm serious. That's a really encouraging story. And I I know you guys have more to come. And I really appreciate you you sharing your story with us. Absolutely. And And for being our new friends. Yes. And I'm admiring the compound and your uh, your culinary skills. By the way, uh, that... (laughs) That sizzle that you're hearing is some delicious burger sizzling in the background. Yeah, so. they should be about ready. Oh they should goodness. be about ready. Right. Yeah, this is a blessing. And if I were you, I'd probably, I'd probably have more children because it seems like you get blessed <laughs> so <laughs> thoroughly with the children. Well, and, and with you know what? What I will say, I, I do know the spiritual warfare side of it, and mm-hmm. and we we never try to make um, oh. We don't want to make light of, of of what it means when the world comes against you, and and, and mm-hmm. sometimes how difficult it can be to mm-hmm. follow uh, well, where God is leading you. You know, and, and just just for instance, this this keeping the tabernacles, the, the the week leading up to when we left, I knew that I would come under spiritual attack being the leader of the family and stepping out in, in this and how much God was going to pour into my family while we were here. If I fell apart, they wouldn't come. And so I, I was really prayerful about it. And and what happened that whole week leading up is um, 
Well, like I, we have a steer that I love very much and he's afraid of a rope just laying on the ground because he's very well trained to polywire. He just decided that he didn't care how many times he was electrocuted. He was going to walk right through it this week. Oh, All week long. The goats got out. The sheep got out. My, my son's turkey population got blackhead disease and over three quarters of them died. What? And I knew that it was just a distraction mm -hmm. that, you know, if I prioritize the farm and staying there and, and, you know, I have to watch out for our family and I have to make sure that the farm doesn't fall apart, that we wouldn't come here. We would miss everything God was going to pour into us. And it didn't really, you know, it and was, it was we... a struggle. It was a struggle to, you know, you have to leave that. Mm -hmm. you, you, the, 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 your place in the world and what you have created is insignificant compared to what God will create for you if you're just obedient. And it will be painful. It, it won't, <laughs> it's, it's going to be unpleasant. And the, the dying to yourself daily is unpleasant very often. But we've always come out happier and just in, in places we could have never dreamed of mm -hmm. when, we, when we're obedient. So, and honestly, uh, as, as soon as we just acknowledged the animal situations for what they were, I mean, we threw up some more fences, we packed up, we left, we've talked to my parents a few times. And they haven't the, gotten out one time? None of the animals the whole have time gotten out, They're, all the animals are fine, yeah. no more turkeys have died. It was just a... The enemy you wanted to, to distract us, us. and yeah. when we were like, no, we're going anyway. Yep, and okay. as soon as we left and we're obedient, God stepped in and everything's fine. Amen. That's a lesson to learn. It is. So, uh, last question, if I might. Yeah. Where do you go from here? You were a pastor before. Or, um, is there a ministry in there uh, somewhere? I've asked well, him that a lot of times. I've always joked, because, and now that she's standing here, I can say it. Judith looks yeah, at me. Judith, over Judith there. looks at me, and I always want she. It, you ever know when somebody's looking at you because you have like mustard on your face or something? Yep, yep, yep. I always, she always looks at me like that, and I wonder what she sees. Um, I know the one thing that I do well is butchering, but the other thing that I do well is knowing how to be a father and a husband when you have all these crazy kids. And I think midwifery may be a big deal. Um, in the greater exodus and there will be a lot of very anxious fathers that have never trusted a midwife before no and doubt. maybe no I'll doubt. be that person that it's okay that midwife is taking care of your wife and you can breathe a little bit and you can mm. you know and maybe pour into those new dads that are nervous that they can't go to the hospital or nervous that you know and other than that I don't know because I also have four daughters and six sons that are going to keep me so busy <laughs> That, that really is my ministry. Yeah, it sounds like you're already a pastor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every father is, right? Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Amen. And uh, the, the, the good Lord only had 12 disciples. <laughs> He's given me 10 kids already. I don't know that I can handle too much more. Um, I'm sort of at my limit, I think. So. Well, it looks like you're doing a good job Thank so you. far. Yes. Thank you. So far. Amen. I agree. Well, Corey, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking time. And are those burgers done yet? They do. They are. They are. They should Ready? be done. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to eat? Ready to eat. Okay. okay, well, that's enough for us. So we'll talk. <laughs> well, I was thinking about leaving the recorder on while you ate a burger, Miss, but okay. I'll turn it off. Oh, no, it's okay. Thank you. Miss, you do everything with such grace. You can enjoy a burger, conduct an interview, and never even skip a beat. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Having kids helps us to develop those types of skills. I do appreciate you ending the interview, though, just in time for the burgers. We are a team, and so are Corey and Haley. I'm glad about it, Mama. 
and I'm glad to know Corey and Haley. When we do things Jehovah's way, we put ourselves in position to receive his blessing. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 has more to say about the blessing of being together. Starting from verse 9, it says, Two are better than one, in that their cooperative efforts yield this advantage. If one of them falls, the other will help his partner up. Woe to him who is alone when he falls, and no one is there to help him up. Again, if two people sleep together, they keep each other warm. But how can one person be warm by himself? Moreover, an attacker may defeat one person who's alone, but two can resist him, and a three-strand cord is not easily broken. The third strand is the Ruach of Elohim. As we live in His presence, we're blessed in more ways than we can realize. With the Mighty One of Israel, we are never alone. Mm -hmm. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and forget about His presence with us and His promise to never leave us? Or would you take the red pill and actively remember Him and seek to honor Him as first in your life? Only you can answer that question. Everyone who follows the Elohim of Israel will face times when we realize that our ability, our knowledge, our resources are not enough. As we turn to Him, we learn that He is faithful to do all He has promised. Corey and Haley's story reminds us to trust in Jehovah with all our hearts and to not rely on our own understanding. We're so grateful to them for sharing and blessing everyone who hears their story. They have more great chapters to write together and their children will have many joyful memories to treasure. That's all we have time for today. Hang on for a special announcement from B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Thanks for listening to us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. Shalom and Chesed, Peace and Grace. We want to announce a special event sponsored by B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. On February 17th, our Erev Shabbat, or Friday evening gathering, will feature a special guest. That guest is the one and only Dr. Miles Jones. Dr. Jones is an internationally renowned Bible and language scholar. He will be teaching about the Hebrew Gospels and early church history. For centuries, many have been taught that the Gospels and the rest of the New Testament were all written in Greek. Now we know that that's not true, and we know why it matters. Our faith is not smoke and mirrors. It is documented in authenticated ancient writings, in Hebrew, the language of Elohim's people. Our Heavenly Father has tasked Dr. Jones with seeking and finding those long-lost documents. We at B'nai Ephraim think it's time we all learn the facts. Don't miss this chance to deepen your faith in Yeshua Messiah and Jehovah Elohim by hearing about what Dr. Jones has discovered. The date is February 17th, 2023. The time is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The place is online. All you need is a good internet connection and access to Zoom. 
If you want the link to join this meeting, email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Red Pill Torah is an outreach arm of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Find us on the web at www.bema, that's B-E-M-M-A dot O-R-G. There are a limited number of slots for this upcoming event, so email us as soon as possible. Shavuot Tov. Shalom.